there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! This is Paul Cooney welcoming you to a very special show this evening because they're back. Back from Australia, our second guest. Our first guest, though, the woman who knows more about VAR than Willie Collum, Nick Walsh, Stephen McLean. I'm trying to think of all the referees combined. Leanne Crichton. Leanne, great to have you back. How are you? Yeah, great to be back, Paul. Uh, it feels like it's been a, a long, long time. Um, yeah. I was going to say it feels like it was last year I seen you, but it actually was, in fact. Um, and I don't know about VAR yeah. and known at all, but certainly... Huh. It's been a new dimension to the game that, you know, over the past six months that I've been adapting to, certainly in that role on a Saturday. Um, it's been eventful. Certainly has. So let's start with it. Golton, was it? No, I'm only kidding. We've done that one <laughs> to death last week. He's back from the World Cup. I know you weren't actually at the World Cup, but uh, yeah. Australia's finest is with us, Craig Moore. Craig, great to see you back. How was it down under seeing your family? No, nah, it was fantastic. Uh, it was great to be out there. The weather was slightly, slightly better than, than yeah. what it is here. Um, it was nice watching the, the Australians do well in the World Cup, getting through uh, their, their group stages. Uh, but back, um, really excited about obviously what's going to happen for now until the end of the season. Obviously, there's plenty of talking uh, topics as we move by. So, yeah, great to be back. Well, and of course, uh, your old teammate GVB was in charge when you left yes. to go to the Sunshine. Yep. And he's gone. And Ange Postacoglu, well, no change, still top of the table, nine points in it. Michael Beale now and We'll get your thoughts on that. We're going to hear from the Rangers skipper, James Tavernier, ahead of the game at the weekend, Rangers against Aberdeen on Sunday. And the Celtic captain, Callum McGregor, the defending captain, for Celtic up against Kilmarnock, no change at the top. Leanne, are you enjoying it at the moment? The the title race, still nine points in. It was almost six the other week, but what do you make of it? Celtic going really well? Yep, Celtic going really well. I think it was a huge point at Ibrooks. Um, probably one of the, the poorest performances that I've seen from Celtic under Ange Postacoglu uh, in terms of their use of the ball. Uh, I thought it was a big response from Rangers in the fact that the held on to the lead in the manner in which they did the performance that they produced in the second half I think you can see that there's clear signs there that there's a bit more trust and ambition I think the way the players are playing under Michael Beale it looks to me like the title is still over had it been reduced to six points then of course it, it might have made for an interesting watch but I don't see Celtic dropping the lead that they've currently got um, albeit I think it'll be interesting to see how both teams perform between now and the end of the season new players coming in as well Celtic look to be busy in the transfer window looking to strengthen um, and as I say it looks like it's a project under Michael Beale uh, but no I've enjoyed it and I think the rest of the table very tight you know all the way down who's going to make it to third I think Hearts have been 
really strong performers. Um, the news about Craig Gordon, very sad. And in the bottom of the table, you know, huge weekend coming up. Motherwell against St Johnston, eh, Ross County, sorry. Yeah. Only three mm-hmm. points separating them, so it's very tight down at the bottom as well. It sure is. And Alan Burrows has left today. Well, he's not left today, but he announced that he was leaving with a heavy heart. Chief executive for, what, nine years. Very well respected. It's your own club just now, Motherwell. Um, I mean, nobody's got a bad word ever to say about Alan Burrows. No, they haven't. I think everybody um, respects him and holds him in really high regard. 14 years, I think it is in total, that he's been at the club. Certainly was promoted nine years ago to the, the chief executive role and a fine job he's carried out. Whether it's just a, a, a situation like a lot of people in jobs, that it runs its course and he looks um, now that this year could be a time for change for him and his family. I don't know, hopefully I'll get a chance to, to catch up with him in the coming weeks, but he's certainly not... Um, Departing a sinking ship as people might see it just now he'll be there and he will fulfil his job and to the best of his ability until his replacement comes in we'll talk Motherwell in the second section including the women's you've got a big game this weekend with Hibs on Sunday uh, you're in seventh position at the moment yeah seventh the just women. now just yeah. three points off fifth um, at a good run of form we're unbeaten since I think early November so no it's been good the players have been performing really well and the camp is this far happy Another Japanese player came to Scottish football yesterday mm. at Hearts yeah. and the manager said, look, look at what's happened at Celtic. So he's obviously following your countryman, Ange Postacoglu. For Celtic, there's no definite news today. Gikamakis, I mean, it looks as though he is going to go. L'Equipe is saying that uh, League Two sides have been have offered money for him. Bordeaux mm-hmm. looking to bring him. They were a big name in French football. And this morning we had Sampdoria also in for him who are struggling at the moment in Italy, could drop down a division. It could be a loan, but there's nothing definitive. But Gikamakis, any insight? Do you think he's he's on his way? Look, it's the noise obviously is... Is out there. It's it's happening on a daily basis, which tends to to tell you that maybe um, you know he will be moving on. Um, I believe he'll be a big loss because Jack and Marcus, when Kyogo hasn't been fit, has certainly come into that side and and more than held his own. Uh, you know he's he scored really really important goals for Celtic. Um, when he's been fit, he's done extremely well. But um, look, Celtic have been very very good in the in the transfer market. Um, so. If he is going to, to to leave the football club, I'm sure they've got somebody coming in. But at this stage of the season, I guess it's very important, especially for strikers, that when they come in, they hit the ground running. And especially at a club like, like Celtic, the pressure will be on straight away. Barry always says, or he said certainly before the game the other week, you know, if Gikamakis was in the team sheet and he was playing, you know, that he would be... An eyebrow goes up because he is a he's a very good striker. He's a very good striker, but I think he's different to yeah. other players in the Celtic team so I think that always throws a curveball regardless that's why I think even when he comes off the bench he, he offers that impact in the game that often they need in that moment and we've seen it last minute goals where I think as an opposition you get used to playing against a, a certain type of player and, and Kyogo we know works a back line he looks to hang off and, and play in behind an awful lot of the time so Giamakis comes to the ball a bit more. He's more physical. For me, he's a he's a top goal scorer. Um, but it's it just shows you in football, you know, as as happy as the camp looks at, at Celtic and the team doing really well and the success under Ange Postecoglou, that at times it's it's very difficult to keep players happy. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, can Celtic afford to to lose him at this stage? You know, maybe it would be different if the league was was slightly tighter. Um, 
without a, a natural replacement coming in. We've had a few Celtic fans on saying that. If it had gone to six points, would they sell Gikamakis? But I guess Ange Postacoglu, they do trust in him. And why not, Craig? It's been an amazing 18, 19 months for him. We're going to find out. What about Juranovic? Since I last saw you, what World Cup he had. It's gone quiet for a few days. He's maybe going to yeah. wait till near the end of the window. Yeah, look, again, maybe it does, you know, these kind of deals, sometimes they don't they don't happen overnight. Juranovic had a wonderful, wonderful World Cup. Um, so his stock, uh, yeah. what you know, is quite high. Um, but at the same time, maybe Celtic have been a little bit clever in the market to, to let it go as, as late as possible so they can still get the value and, and, and the depth is still there if needed. But um, look, he's a class player, uh, top international, had a great World Cup and he looks like he's going to be moving on. But they're covered, aren't they? They're, they've already gone been smart in the in, in the market. So Celtic are covered already in terms of the depth of their squad. They are, but that's probably the one position that in recent matches, certainly over the last month, they, they had issues. You know, Ralston was out injured, yep. Taylor yep. certainly was struggling. Yep. I thought it spoke volumes in the old firm match, the fact that an injured Greg Taylor was chosen ahead of Juranovic. I thought, you know, I wonder if there's more to it in, in terms of the way he is around the club just now. Is he trusted? Does he look as if his head's yep. gone? because it was clear that Greg Taylor was was up against it with that fitness battle and it showed and Juranovic's performance when he came on looked like a player that was distracted and that wasn't completely focused in the job in hand. Let's hear from Callum McGregor who's been speaking today ahead of the game on Saturday 5.30 kickoff. and what about the speculation about players coming and going? It's obviously to, to listen to the players you know if they come to me and they've got a problem then I'll try and fix it and that's in any you know any capacity of the game in terms of football anything at the club anything in their personal life I'm there to to help them and and I and I let them know that but you know I won't go and actively seek conversations because you know that's the the players have their own career and and they, and they work for the club and they play for the club so you know ultimately they'll make their own decision but everybody knows that I'm there to help them if they need it is that the role of a captain do you think Leanne to I mean you're not a social worker it's it's a balance isn't it. Or People are you? might debate that at times. No, the role of a captain can, I think, be anything. You know, it probably depends on the personality, but, you know, it's quite nice to hear that, that Callum McGregor as a captain opens himself up to those types of conversations. I think it's really reassuring, especially when, you know, I think the current climate that we live in and the way society is, there's a lot of pressure on young players or players that move from, from different countries, different nationalities, try and settle at a certain club. I, I think you need to know that out with the manager and the coaching staff and perhaps other big voices at the club that you've got that go-to person that you can trust and not to pry in, in people's personal lives as, as Callum's putting it across but no, it's a really important job um, and probably for a captain now it's more important off the pitch than it even is your job and role on the pitch. And you must be doing a fair bit of that as well maybe as a coach as well as a player? 100% and that's what you try I think for us at Motherwell we always say it's a, that holistic approach it's about the person first and, and the player comes second because without that person being at the top of their game and, and comfortable and empowered and happy you won't get the best out of them as a player so you've got to focus on that but I think naturally as a, a human being you try and do as much as you possibly can to help folk. He, sound, he sounded like a, a manager in the making. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what mm -hmm. that sounded like, you know. And it is important that the role of a captain because they normally have a great relationship with the manager and, and certainly play a big role in terms of, you know, especially with Callum McGregor driving the standards of, of mm -hmm. training, having a, a, an unbelievable understanding of the football club. So as Leanne, you know, touched on there, when you start having... You know, foreign players coming in, it's important that they get up to speed and understand what the club's all about very, very quickly. 
and and clearly he he's doing that. But uh, like I said, you could have mistaken that for a manager's interview, yeah. couldn't you? Uh, indeed. I mean, he is such a state, statesman as well. Um, who helped you most when you came to Rangers, for example? You know what? One thing I learnt, and again, the more and more um, I have discussions with the, this particular person, mm -hmm. Richard Goff. I remember yeah. Richard Goff for me was was an inspirational leader. Someone that I that I looked up to on on a day to day basis was first in the dressing room was last out was he? yeah um, trained in the right manner um, had great respect from everybody within the dressing room and I'm, I've spoken to Goffey and do speak to him regular and he says Murdo he says what I done when I was a young player coming through he says is you look at a dressing room and you look at someone that you want to be like that that you know that has the right respect that trains in the right way that's a leader he says and that's what I done and kind of it was the same thing. Yeah. That I'd done looking up to, to Goffey. He was a fantastic leader, inspirational uh, captain and, and very wise words indeed. He still hasn't changed really, has he? No. He was working with them last week. He didn't turn up here. He's on the naughty <laughs> step. No, no, to be fair, Ma you Maybe did. I had a beer and Goffey doesn't. He doesn't no, no, drink. No, no, no uh, you, you, he doesn't. He, he looks fit as a fiddle. Uh, Leanne, for you, who did you look to? I know I've asked you before, but just was there uh, what, any of the clubs, maybe Glasgow City yeah, no, or whatever? There's probably been a, a fair few, I think, at Glasgow yeah. City when you look at the career that Leanne Ross has had mm -hmm. and even now that she's still within that role yeah. in the club. You know, I think how long her career lasted but she was at the top of her game in, until the very end um, played until she was 40 certainly um, and I think that example alone probably similar to a Callum McGregor a Richard Goff you know a Scott Brown even you look at his yeah. role in fitness levels as well and these are guys that you know, I've spoke to over the last number of years being on May licence and, and peppering questions at them to to work out what makes them tick um, and as it it's setting that example for young players and Leanne Ross was one that did that like we all manage jobs in, in different parts of her career but um, as I say the fact that she she could do that for as long as she did was a real credit to her but you know people at Rachel Corsi I think as well yeah. when you talk wow. about a captain's role and the amount of probably nonsense to a point that she deals with as a captain off the pitch just now and has done um, for an entire tenure as, as national team captain people I think just look at it as the the role of putting the armband on and, and walking out at Hamden in front of a decent crowd and, and having that moment uh, but there's a lot that goes with it and you're looking after a squad of 23, 25, 30 players over the course of a calendar year um, who all want to ask questions sure. at different points so no it's important that you, you set the right example. She's a great role model as are you and both of you for young players coming through. You've got your captain's events. There's so much to get through in the next two hours. So there's no major signings today that we know of. <laughs> we are checking. Yet. Executive <laughs> producer James is on the wire. We've been on the phones to check to see. There's so many different names being thrown around. You know, the Celtic target, apparently Chogwe Sung. But he's been saying, or someone saying, oh, he wants to be in England. So let's wait to see what happens there. Um, we'll talk Motherwell after the break. Let's talk Rangers just now then. Uh, there's more with Callum McGregor shortly. Uh, let's hear James Tavernier. He was speaking then ahead of the game with Aberdeen. It is a brilliant game on Sunday, isn't it? You both know all about Rangers-Aberdeen. Uh, let's hear what the captain feels about the side under Michael Beale, getting better, he thinks, all the time. Yeah, every day, um, role's improving at training. Um, you know, he's getting his uh, tactics and messages across and everyone's just soaking it in and, you know, more time you... you you get to get to know it. You get to improve it um, as it is as a team, and I think it's it's starting to show. And we just got to have large spells of that in games, and it'll bring on the the strong performances that we're look we're looking for. 
Yep, five, six yep. games, is it? Five wins, one draw, draw yep. with Celtic. Right, let's get to the meat of it. He was asked about players' contracts ending. I guess people are thinking, Morellis, yep. Kent, um, what's he got to offer on that? What can he say? I think it's always a, a difficult one. Um, but as long as I know the, the players that are fully committed um, towards the team, then... You know, it's something that you always um, stand back on and, you know, let the player decide or the club decide. My concentration is obviously the, the well-being of the team and I know everybody who's coming towards the end of the contracts at the minute um, are fully focused on the team and, and what's at hand. Can you both summarise? What do you think? Can I throw both names in first? Morella's better than he was before the World Cup? Slightly better. Um, not that it would have been too difficult and, and that's not me being too disrespectful, but I think when you look at the level... That we know that player can get to the type of goals that he scores, the type of performances that he's capable of. Um, I, I just find him one of the most frustrating footballers to, to watch and, and have done for a, a couple of seasons now. Because um, then you put the, the professional hat on as a player and, and what you would feel like being in that environment alongside him and what the expectations would be like. And I don't really understand how it's got to the stage that, it, that it's got to where that's even a question that were thrown about you know has he slightly improved um, is he looking fitter will he stay at Rangers it's been a long drawn out saga um, but I think if he is allowed to, to walk away from the club it's got to be one of the worst bits of business alongside Ryan Kent um, that Rangers will have, have done or, or not done in a long long time yeah and I think probably on the Morelos one mm -hmm. is he, he probably is going to be the one that, that does leave at the end of the season mm -hmm. uh, for now no fee. Um, in re in regards to to Kent, you've probably seen, um, yep. you know, some new energy uh, and, and and some enjoyment. Look, Rangers, in in Michael Beale's um, short period of time, they haven't been unbelievable, but they've found ways to go and win football matches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they're they're undefeated under uh, his spell so far. Um, I still think he'll be looking for. Um, a complete performance and what I mean by that is 90 minutes where he goes you know what I'm really really happy with that uh, I was at the game at Tannadice and for the first half Dundee United there yep. probably could have been no complaints from Rangers if you go in 2-0 down mm -hmm. at half time didn't take their chances Rangers bounced out the second half on the on the back of probably two uh, errors from Dundee United two goals bang bang game was finished so I think Michael Bill will be looking for 90 minutes he's certainly got to be looking for, for new players to come in and, and challenge um, so you know the speculation. Uh, sorry, the speculation around about. I think it's Todd Kent. That's right. Well, Todd um, Kent, well you yeah. know, attacking midfielder. Mm -hmm. And and for me, the mid to final third areas, I think Rangers do need something a little bit different. They need a little more. Um, there wasn't loads of creativity. I know Tillman was in there, but mm -hmm. still a young lad learning his his craft. In my opinion, mm -hmm. I think you need I think you need more experience in there. Someone who can influence a game week in week out. Um, so that, that's an area that they'd definitely be looking at. Who's staying? So it sounds as though Morellas will probably go. We don't know, but it looks like it. Do you think Ryan Kent I think stay? I think Ryan Kent Kent's situation would be wide open. You know, I okay. think that he's certainly if he if he wants to stay, I think he's shown enough um that, that you know Rangers would want to have some serious conversations about trying to keep him there longer term and, and protect your investment. Mm -hmm. Um because he is a player that, that that has talent. Again, just probably for the last twelve months, has he produced his best? No, he hasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, is he a good player on his day and can he knock out great performances? Yes, he can. So I think he might be the one that Rangers will des definitely try and keep, Paul. Liam, what do you think? Because you've, you've basically said, I mean, the Morales thing, Morales and Kent together, will, it's almost a textbook of mm -hmm. how not 
to trade players, isn't yeah. it? Because they were both, you know, 12, 15 million mm -hmm. two years ago. Yep, absolutely. And it, it is, it's a, a shambles that it, it's been allowed to get to that point because if you're a club that you understand that at some point you're bringing players in to increase their value and, and sell them on, which I think with Ryan Kent, albeit they, they paid a huge fee for, there was potential there that they looked like they could go and grow that asset and, and certainly make money back on it. Um, and I don't even think the output in terms of numbers and performances for Ryan Kent, if you were looking at him now based on the last two years, output and stats, you could offer the same money that Rangers paid for him back then. So it's probably... Yes, he's been a, a fan's favourite to a point, but I think he's been one of those players that offers real frustration because you know the performance levels he can get to, but he hasn't done that often enough. And the ball's in, in Ryan Kent's court, I think, because if, even if he wants to go to you know, a couple of divisions down in England and go and play whether he wants to go to Championship, probably financially he could be better off because you know what will it take for Rangers to keep him and what sort of deal would they need to offer him right now based on wages to keep him at the club? Would it be... Um, of monetary value for the club I would need to understand that a bit better but um, two players that I think have offered a lot to Scottish football you'd need to say Morelis certainly has been a, a pantomime villain as well at points yeah. and has you know been a real asset asset to Rangers and the goals that he scored um, and Ryan Kent was a, a player that, that can light up games and has shown signs of that under Michael Beale and Todd Cantwell the word is he could well be coming to Ibrox and he's had I know he's been not in the form he was two years ago, but he's only 24. He is, and there's been a lot of interest around him as well, yeah. so that gives you an indication, even in England, that he's still well thought of at other clubs that have, have inquired about him. Certainly, there's been a few offers, I think, already knocked mm -hmm. back for him and would be a player that you would love to see in Scotland. I think, you know, some of the goals that he scored and the performance that we've seen when he was doing really well at Norwich were very impressive, and as you say, 24 years old, he's still very young and, and certainly got a lot of potential to grow and get better. And it's been a probably, uh, it's a different approach from Rangers, isn't it? They're yeah. kind of looking at those those players still based in the UK, maybe running down their contracts elsewhere mm -hmm. or looking at that, that cross-border kind of scenario. Whereas across the road, Celtic obviously heavily uh, invested in, in, in Asia, uh, Japan, mm -hmm. and interesting to, to hear them also uh, linked to now the, the South Korean striker who got a couple of goals uh, in the, the World Cup. But yeah, Rangers' approach definitely seems to, to be different, but they need some creativity. Um, and some attacking flair from the mid to final third. Now, I know you've missed a few games, you two, with us, but I think you're definitely match fit, no question. <laughs> no, I was, I was looking at Leanne at that point. <laughs> no, <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with Craig and Leanne and taking calls. 0808 17 17 700 next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney with the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Thursday evening edition. We're two days away from the Cup semi-final. Celtic, the holders against Kilmarnock. Winners in, what, 2012? And Rangers up against Aberdeen on Sunday. Craig, you've played in so many games against Aberdeen. Did you enjoy yeah. a few tasty encounters? Yeah, yeah. Very, very much so. I, I think, the, you know, always a game that um, you're right up for. There's, there's a decent atmosphere in that one. I think going... Back a long, long time ago, a, a certain tackle against Mr. Ian Durant. So there's there's yeah, no love sure. loss between sure. the two teams. Love my my games against Aberdeen, yeah. and this looks to to be an absolute cracker. Look, Aberdeen will still be reeling from the the, the late late show from from Rangers uh, to come over the top and win three two in the league. 
it's going to be a tasty match, but they were great. They were great games against Aberdeen. Yep, the longer game now, isn't it, Leanne? Do you get overtime now? The beep when you <laughs> hopefully because <laughs> it's now I mean ninety six, ninety seven minutes. Sometimes a hundred. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's been crazy actually. The when you look at some of the games and certainly a couple of the decisions of late have been a lot of time. But what I would need to say is that in a couple of those games, you're not seeing the. the complete time added on at the end which is a, a frustration if you're a player or a manager certainly looking to get a result in those games and you know you're losing seven minutes to a VAR decision and you don't see seven minutes at the end of the half Let's take a call mm-hmm. from Stephen Reside a big Motherwell fan Stephen good evening Hello it's, uh, I didn't expect to be back on so soon but given the news of Alan Burrows um, he's going to be departing Motherwell Yep Chief um, Exec just got to come on what do you make of it? So the news came out, sorry, uh, this morning. He said that with a heavy heart, he would be leaving after, what, nine years as chief exec, 14 years in total. Um, what would you say as somebody who's close to the club, you know, you're there all the time, Stephen, what did you feel about it? Uh, I think um, the timing. Sorry, Yep, during the transfer window. Um, it is a surprise, a chief executive going, you know, midway through, 19 days to go. Stephen? Sorry, my mum put me after. <laughs> Say hi to her. She was in the studio a few months ago, so tell her you're on. Go radio. I, I, th- I think the timing um, yeah. could have been better, but I think if you look at Burrow's tenure, the nine years that he was in, Charles is chief executive. We've had European ventures. Yeah. He kept us part of the team. He kept us in the league. In 2015, when we beat Rangers in the playoff, a great result. There's been cup finals. He's, he's oversaw he's getting into fan ownership and the work that he's done off the pitch as well with improving the pitch, improving the stadium and uh, the awareness that the club has made for mental health. It is a real golden era uh, yeah. in, in the club's history, I think. Um, and he, he, he was part of that. What he does as well with social media, he's always communicating with his supporters mm-hmm. and it's, go, it's going to be sad to lose that, but... There's a lot of Motherwell fans panicking uh, online saying that they think the club could be in a bad way and, and this could be the start of a downfall. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mm-hmm. think that it's easy to look at a position in the league and where we're at and say, oh no, what's happening here? But I think Alan would have weighed this up for a long time and I don't think it's a decision he would have made within the last couple of months. So I think it maybe would be something that he'd be thinking about from the start of the season onwards. So, mm-hmm. 15 years is a long time. I just hope that we get the right appointment in there. Yeah, we'll come to that in a moment. Leanne Crichton, you know him well. <clears throat> yeah, no, it, I would agree with Stephen. It's, this isn't a decision that Alan will have taken lightly and it would have taken him some time, I think, to, to come to the decision and I'm sure he's deliberated over it a hell of a lot. Um, He's got a close affiliation with the club. He, his family have as well. He's been there for a really long time and Stephen mentioned all the, the things that he's achieved during that time it's been a successful time at the club um, and he is very active on, on social media and I was across some of the, the comments and responses today just trying to get a gauge for it myself to see where the fans were at and um, what are they saying? some are disappointed that he's going I think you know the majority of comments are wishing him well and, and will be sad to see him go but I, I do know that Alan's response to some of that was that around the negativity and question marks around the timing is that it's very much business as usual and regardless of the transfer window he's not down tools he, he hasn't left with, with immediate effect and he'll be there throughout the transfer window and during this challenging time as well which the club find them themselves sure. in um, but there's many assets and it's a, it's a really good club both inside and out um, with the performances on the pitch it hasn't quite cut it 
this season and I think Stevie Hamill will know that and, and Alan Burrows as well but they're in a good place to try and fix it as a club joint second bottom Stephen was on yeah. the programme a few days ago they need to change some things they need some more options it can't just be Van Veen up front no look it can't be and look Stephen Hamill's come and he knows the club extremely well he's come from the, the academy director position Um Look, it, it's a tough gig at, at a club like Motherwell where maybe the resources to go to market are, are not the same as, you know, maybe a lot of other clubs. So you've got to be creative. You've got to make sure you go get the right players. But one thing that Motherwell have always done is they've always um, backed their own. They've all, always developed their own good young kids that have come through into that team that have done well. And sometimes, Paul, it's just, a you know, dipping the toes of a young player. All of a sudden, there's a little bit of freshness about. There's good energy. Um, but, yeah, it's an important time for Motherwell. But... It's a position they've been in before, and they they know how to they know how to stay in the race, and I'm sure they'll be okay. Stephen, stay with us. Hugh's on the line as well, and Lanark, a big Motherwell fan as well. Hugh, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are we? Yeah, thank good. Thank you. And, well, and ladies and Leanne. Yes. Indeed, thank you. What are you feeling about the resignation, uh, the departure, eminent? He's still there of your chief executive. Uh, well, obviously. The, Hello to my good friend Stephen as well. Um, I see, I see Stephen at the games. And how you doing, pal? Um, and as well as Stephen, Stephen and myself, uh, Stephen and I have known Alan Flo for many, many years. Um, he started off with Welltrust FC, the football team, and the website, mm -hmm. and that's how he progressed into the job. I was fortunate enough to be the captain of the football team ah, at the time. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, I am absolutely gutted. I've, yeah. um, text flow myself separately I've also put it in social media but I've texted them separately um, just to say that I've, I have never ever thought I would come across a day that I would look in social media and see that Alan Burroughs has left Mullow we all say that everybody bleeds green and yeah. blue and he does bleed claret and amber mm -hmm. even his dad as well his dad famously ran up down the stairs when Louis Moult scored the second against Rangers in the Betfred Cup I mean that's how big supporters this family is. I'm absolutely gutted. I believe he's done it for the right reasons. Which are? He does. It, again, uh, whether it's personal, whether it's not, I don't honestly know. He's obviously done it for a reason because okay. it's not a decision that this would have been taken lightly from, yeah. from Alan. Definitely not. Known, known Alan, known his father-in-law very well, known his, his wife yeah. and his, obviously his daughter. So it's like, I'm gutted for him. Really, really gutted for him as a person because I know he'll be hurting with us. I can only wish him all the very best. Um, again, I've sent him a, a separate message, which I'll keep mm -hmm. personal to myself. Sure, of course. Um, but uh, I think he's done it for the right reasons for him mm -hmm. and for the club. All right. Before you go, Hugh, and Stephen, Stephen, first of all, uh, will this affect the players for the game on Saturday? A huge game against the bottom club. You're joint second bottom. Hard to believe this, but you're up against... Will it affect the players? I can't see it affecting the players. I mean, I, I think within the club, that they may be, they may have known about this before we have. Uh, whether the players would have known about it, I don't know. But they might have been speaking about it in the club. Um, so I don't, I don't see it affecting affecting the players. I think it's going to be business as usual. It's too big a game to allow that to affect them. Of course, um, to be honest. Yeah. Hugh, what do you feel? I think it may affect some of them, and um, who's got a, a bigger affiliation with them, like. Um, Stuart McIntyre's known Alan I don't know how how many mm -hmm. years as well obviously with his mum and his dad so it may affect some of them but I think in a positive way that they want to go out and say look let, let's let's dig in here and, and let's get the result that is required so I'm hoping it's a positive for them um, 
and we do get the result because it is a massive, massive game for us. And Leanne, chief executives these days, especially one as effective as Alan Burroughs, is right across everything at the football club. It's quite a presence around the place. He does, and he's there every day. Yeah. You know, he's very much um, accessible, and I think even now, and more so, I would expect him to make himself more accessible and as accessible to the players if they've got any worries or concerns or conversations that they need to have. I think he's he's more than willing to reassure people. Um, certainly that's the way I've found him during my time at the club and um, he's he's very good at his job and he has been very good at his job um, and I would agree with the guys. You know, I think he does bleed claret and amber and, and certainly... I hope that he moves on to, I don't know if you can move on to bigger and better things when you've had the privilege of, of being CEO at a club like Motherwell, but certainly to move on to something that he finds now is the right time. Um, but no, the, the club, I think it was important that they part ways. There's never a right time, put it that way, but I think now he's made the decision before being forced out the door or the change being forced to happen. Um, and I hope that he gets the farewell that he deserves. And Craig, the relationship with a manager is really important. A CEO sure. or chairman and a manager, yep. that could affect Stevie Hamill as well because he needs all the support at the moment. Yeah, and look, uh, again, I don't know Alan like Leanne and, and obviously uh, the two, two boys that, that come yep. on, but I'm pretty sure that things have, have been planned strategically. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that, that Hammy will have the support through this window you know, with Alan to, to try and get the business done. You never not like to see people, especially that they've been such a long time and contributed so much to a football club, move on. But like I says, you don't. Those jobs, CEO, 24-7, stressful. Yeah. Uh, it can take a lot, a lot out of you. It's relentless. But like I says, I just think that Motherwell have always been that club that, that kind of find a way. They've got some good young players. I think Lennon Miller's got, got his game time, mm -hmm. hasn't he? Uh, Luca Ross, a wide player. They're in the right place. It's tough. Uh, they've got to get back to winning ways, you know, because I think it's maybe eight, eight or nine games, maybe eight um, where they haven't got a win. They need to get back to winning ways and, and fast. And it's a great opportunity against Ross County at home. I don't believe the players will be affected by what's happening. Of course, as a player, confidence when you're not winning football matches plays a role. So, Craig Moore, give them some confidence. What's your scoreline? Motherwell, Ross County. 2-1, Motherwell. The well. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a win for Motherwell for me. Um, I think when when push comes to shove, they'll get the, the results that they need. Um, and hopefully with that comes a bit of momentum and winning form. Stephen, what do you feel? Scoreline? We're going to win 3 now. We're going to turn the corner. We'll get signings in and we'll push up the table. Brilliant. Go on. I, I hope they Go play on. this back tomorrow morning in the dressing room <laughs> at uh, training. And Hugh, what would you say? Um, don't disagree with Stephen because you'll bat me when I see him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, listen, thank you very much for joining us and we wish Alan Burroughs all the very best. It's a crucial time, you know, January and the chief executive going, but he must have his reasons. It's a long time as the chief exec, nine years as a, and I know 14 years with the club and he's still a very young man, isn't he? So, he is. Uh, yeah. He was the longest serving, I think, in the Scottish yeah. Premiership, certainly. Anyway, um, and as Craig says, it's a 24-7 job. You know, it's something that you never yeah. get to switch off from and whether that's maybe one of the reasons, um, you know, that he feels he can maybe go and spend more time with his family and, and step away and, and go and find another job that, that gives you that balance because as much as we love football, um, at times sure. you, you don't ever find that balance with it. It's only a game, isn't it? There are more important things, as we all know, Absolutely. in life. Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and Craig Moore. We're taking more calls and more from Callum McGregor and James Tavernier next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go!
from the Gold Coast to the heart of Glasgow, the new Gorbals here. That's uh, Craig Moore. Leanne Crouch and I have been here over the last few months. And uh, did you enjoy the World Cup, Leanne? I know it was a while ago, just a overall messy finally got his hands on the, the biggest of all. He did, and it was it was funny because he had, was it EA Sports, I think, that had predicted the winners, and yep. they had got it right for the last three World Cups or something, and you, I kind of thought at the beginning as well, you know, mm. it would maybe be written in the, the stars for that to happen. I, it probably took me a bit to get into it, I would need to say, just mm. because of the time of year and when the matches were on and trying to keep tabs on it. Um, but actually, come probably mid-tournament, we were right in the thick of it and the fact that there were so many games and when it gets to the knockout stages it always does improve in, in terms of the quality and the excitement around it but no, really enjoyed it. And well, Craig, it was a good yeah. time, sorry, it was, yeah. a, it was a good time, was it not, in terms of the actual, when the games were, were shown because sometimes in Australia we're still getting yeah. at two o'clock in the morning, yeah. five o'clock mm. in the morning. i tell you what, it's, it's tough doing that. Mm. Um, but I really enjoyed the, yeah. the, the World Cup. I mean, leading into it, I thought Brazil were, were probably the ones that mm. were, were going to be... Uh, the, the winners for me but they, they got close close enough but obviously I think it's Croatia knocked them out on penalties yeah. but Argentina I think is a great story sure. uh, you know mm. Messi to be fair we know what an amazing uh, amazing player um, and he finally you know he's, he's got that World Cup now um, which not that he needed anything else to say that but he I, did. I'm, I'm pretty damn good okay. but he's you know <laughs> what I mean it, it was a nice story for me uh, and a he great way for it. the World Cup to finish and I kept thinking about you because of players like Bacchus doing so well yeah. Aaron Moy yeah. you know the Scottish adopted players yeah. uh, who really shone Ky Kyle Rolls also yeah. was in sure. there done well I'll tell you who done really really well I know um, is it Cummings getting yeah. Messi's jersey without playing Jason <laughs> Cummings? Boy, Suter. No, it was Cammy Devlin that got it. Suter. Was it Cammy? Yeah, Suter. Yeah. Suter done very very well yes Cammy Devlin got Messi's. Was it his thousand? Was it the game that was his thousand, thousand performance yeah. or something like that? He's done well. So, yeah. We punched above our weight. We did. Yeah. I, I, I would say, um, you know, to get through the the, the group. So and uh, it was good. But like I said, it was nice to see Messi uh, lift the World Cup. Um, Argentina deserved winners in the end. And Suter, he played so well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did. He done. But he's some size. He's of a big, he's big some size. Of a boy, some of those tackles. He can yep. shift as well. You know, he's one of those yep. ones that look quite mobile. Um, so yeah, he came he, back as well from a really ACL. bad injury as well. Yeah. ACL. He did. Yeah. yeah. And his brother is on his way back as well for Rangers in training with the, yeah. the first team squad. And I think it also, you know, Michael Beale's touched on that with a few of his interviews, hasn't he? In terms of he's starting to get you know bodies back, certainly on the training paddock and closer to fitness. So yeah, that's important. That's important for for this stage because. Look, in, in regards to the league, I, I agree, Leanne. I don't think Celtic will slip up uh, as much as what is yeah. needed for Rangers to go and make it close. But you know what? They've got to go and, and win the, the two cups that are available this season. The, that, for me, is something that they you know Rangers really need to chase. I think the league's away. It's massive for Rangers this weekend. Semi-final with Aberdeen. Here's the captain speaking about the importance of getting to the last two. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, we've had a... Obviously a good week of training, so um, we're well prepared for, for the game in hand. Yeah, we've obviously uh, won the Cup last season, Scottish Cup, and you know there's a lot of experience in the team um, on winning the trophy now. Um, but it's something, obviously, it's in our sight to, to try and get this uh, League Cup um, you know, back at Ibrox, so um, we'll be doing everything possible at the weekend to, to try and get to the final. James Tavernier, how big is it for Rangers? To, it's one of these daft questions. Is it more important to Rangers than it is to Celtic? Of course it's not, but let's say Rangers first of all. How big is this for them to win a cup? I think it's really important. I think any team when you are one of the top teams in the country, mm. which Rangers are, um, and are associated with silverware, then that comes pressure. And I think regardless of 
seasons and performances every season that Rangers play they're expected um, to win silverware so that there's no change regardless of the change in management and the situation and the fact that Michael Beale is, is just in the door I don't think he will escape the pressures and demands of being that side that are expected to be in cup finals and, and that will continue this weekend so it's huge I think it's you know the old firm game was the biggest game I think of the season for him until that point it now shifts to the cup competition because they didn't quite get from the, the league game what they wanted to I think three points it would have changed perhaps the focus ever so slightly um, but no for Rangers I think they've they've got to win silverware this season and I think Michael Beale needs to show and I think needs to have the fans understand that there's yes there's, there's a, a project there and it might take a bit of time but with that they will win and, and deliver success Craig yeah win is is the word that Rangers fans want to want to hear um, that is a pressure that, that falls on the you know, on the players every weekend. Also, you know, Michael Beale, who who's not new to to the pressures of of Glasgow, so he knows exactly uh, what's at stake. And this is this is the first opportunity. You know, semi final of the cup um, at Hamden against Aberdeen. Um, he'll make sure that, that the group of players are right up for this. It's a massive game, and an opportunity to to win silverware. So you know, that is the expectation of Rangers Football Club. Um, they'll look to try and chase the league down, but I think personally that's a way. So this is the first opportunity. You were with some Rangers fans Thursday night and Friday night, some great captains yeah, of the modern yeah. era. You were there with Richard Goff, with Barry, yeah. yourself and others, Amaruso. Mm. Who else did you see? Was that a good But my first you question know, was, sorry, how were the fans? Now, so, the fans, look, the fans were, look, they, they, they were very good. They 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 come out and um, obviously, you know, the seven captains that were there, you kind of mentioned, you know, Lee McCulloch, Barry mm -hmm. Ferguson, Richard Goff, Davey Weir, Teddy Butcher, myself um, and Big Ammo. And you know what? And Arthur Newman was there, and, and Boydie was there. In terms, of, it, it was brilliant. You know, like even for me, hearing some of the the, the stories, and, and our very own Barry Ferguson, in terms of the, you know how he grew up and the club that he supported, and the, the wonderful, wonderful stories. Terry Butcher, who I watched as as a young kid, um, and then like I said, touched on Goffey and Lorenzo, my partner. Look, it was a great night. Fans were were different class and. I think it was just it was a good uh, you know like memory lane go back down memory lane and, and talk about the, the good old days and what are they saying about life at the moment then the sea shift I mean you know. they, they, they all want to see winning trophies yeah. you know like they're okay. players and captains that have led uh, and lifted trophies at the football club and had great players around about them um, and the talk was all about winning that's that's all that matters at this football club what's the consensus Craig from those ex-captains uh, and their opinions of the current squad do they feel it's good enough to, to deliver silverware yeah, you're testing me, Leanne, aren't you? No, I remember I mean, the night no, that well. No, 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 to be fair, no, it was actually, it wasn't one of those nights. Yeah, no, look, again, I think they kind of realise that there's been different different periods where, you know, Rangers uh, went heavily and spent a lot of money. I think, uh, you know, there's an un yeah. understanding there that, that that isn't the case and they need to be smart in the market. Mm. But, you know, that also uh, comes with a price in terms, you know, you need to make sure you get the right players that hit the ground running and, and that do well. So there is a little bit of uh, pressure on the football club and, and some of the, you know, the ex-captains and all that sort of stuff that, that would love to see the club do well. Um, just know that we probably need to be doing better. Mm -hmm. Is the squad strong enough to overtake Celtic in the Cups then? I know there's ifs and buts with Cups. We know that. Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's the question. Is this squad just now, with players coming back, Tom Lawrence and... Yeah. Uh, I, I, still think, I still think the squad needs to, to strengthen and, and some fresh faces need to come into the to the building pool because a lot of the players that 
Um, you know, that Rangers will talk about that that can improve them are players that are coming back from injury. And and that never happens overnight. They need they need a run of games. So uh, look, I think I think you'll see some fresh faces this window. I think it'll be very important for Rangers in regards to the rest of the season. But the word seems to be there's not going to be loans coming in, I don't think. I think the manager said that. And it sounds as though it's going to be the summertime where the big spending will be. So what looks like that, doesn't yeah. it? It looks like that. And I guess you t- you're talking about in terms of the not necessarily the loan deals. I think there's a desire, you know, certainly from the the fans, uh, but also you know within the football club that let's get players that we own, um, that we can get playing, that we can build their value, and at the right time, uh, be able to sell those players for good money. So again, it's it's one one thing having that plan, but as we've seen with Morelos. And Kent, there's still a back end of that. You need to be able to execute that to the to the very, very end. Because, Liam, that needs to be better. I mean, we touched on it earlier on, but it's part of, for, for Rangers, for Celtic, for all the clubs, but especially the big two. That's the, the model now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Buy cheaply, uh, younger players, develop them and then sell them on to the way that Celtic have done quite a number of times. And, and Rangers did with Nathan Patterson. They did it with Joe Rebo. They did it with Calvin Bassey, yeah. but they need more. Yeah, they did. But I think even with those players, probably they didn't get enough out of them in terms of performances and actually being in a Rangers jersey. Nathan Patterson certainly is a prime example of that and, and perhaps they could have had another 30 or 40 performances from him um, and had that value on the pitch as opposed to just the monetary value and the financial sale. But I think Michael Beale's made it clear, he's alluded to the fact that he doesn't want short-term fixes, he doesn't want players just to come in between now and the end of the season, he wants people to, to come to the club and be invested in the project that's there and you know whether it's two or three seasons and then you can look to, to go and move them on and sell them on, it's got to be the way forward. Yeah. It's a tough place, Lois, like whether you're coming into Rangers or whether you're coming into Celtic and, and I've been at other teams where that expectation of winning every match it can, it can be a heavy jersey mm-hmm. to wear mm-hmm. at, at both these football clubs. So it's really, really important that you get the right the right character. Also, I think when the pressure is that the recruitment just now at Celtic is very good and it, it's paid off and it's worked. You know, so I think if you're Rangers and you look at that, you're always under pressure because, yeah. you know, fans are like, well, they've signed so-and-so and only paid this amount of money and have sold them for X amount. Even Juranovic and Giamakis, if that, um, if those sales come to, to fruition, it's still a good bit of business that Celtic have carried out. One of Celtic's pieces of business is Iwata, who was paraded in front of the players at the weekend attacking... Um, no, he's not attacking midfielder, is he? But a midfield player. This and is a could, player from Yokohama? That's it, yeah. He could cover for uh, Callum McGregor. And so Callum today was asked, what about the new incomers and the managers <laughs> buying people for your position? No, it's fine. Listen, it's, <laughs> that's football. He's, he's coming in to help the group and, and as many good players as we can get at the club that, that push the standard and then, you know, ultimately that's going to make us a successful football club and, and that's what we want. So, you know, modern day football, people carry big squads, teams carry big squads and and you're going to need them with the amount of games. So it's all good. He's come in, he's looked good, he, he speaks good English and you know we're, we're happy to have him on board. Strong squad, isn't it, for Celtic? A couple probably will go. Stephen Welsh may well go on loan or to get game time or, or to be sold soon. Yeah, it looks as if there might be a bit of movement with him. Um, you know, fair play to Iwata coming in and, mm. and making it a clear statement that you're there to take the captain's jersey. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's admirable. <laughs> <at best>. Brave. <laughs> yeah. um, but I actually think that Callum McGregor is, yes, he, he more often than not plays in the six and yeah. dictates the game, but I actually think wherever he plays in midfield, he can go and dictate the game Um is equally well I think he's actually as effective when you push him slightly higher as well and he's grabbed a couple of goals as, as well so um, I don't think he'll be phased by the arrival 
Yeah, and he might be. I'm, I'm not sure whether he's Japanese Player of the Year or Player of the Year for Yokohama. But again, I don't think Andrew's going to miss here in terms of he knows exactly what he's dealing with. He knows the quality. He knows the attributes and certainly um, knows that it, it transitions here to, to the Scottish Premier League. So, yeah. uh, you know, exciting player. Another good bit of business for Celtic. Does it show a way forward for, for Rangers? Is there any place for that? Hearts have started, dipped a toe. In, in the, and look have. at the uh, adaptability, the way Maeda's playing, yep. scored in the World Cup finals. Yep. Uh, what about Hatati? He played at the back, as you saw the other week. Yeah, and, yeah. and they never stop. And look, it's an area that I've kind of sort of been banging my head of it a little bit for, for some time. And now, like you said, you touch on the, the, the hearts of uh, had a look and Motherwell are, are linked to, to Dan Zaki, who's a player that's actually on loan at Brisbane Raw. Um, and now, you know, some of the Korean players being mentioned. It's a, it's a very, very good market. And, and financially, Leanne, it's, it's quite a reasonable mm -hmm. market. You're not having to spend millions and millions of pounds and you have the opportunity to develop these players or, or give them another platform. Um, to go to another shop window and, and at the same time get the benefits of the, the here and the now. We're racing towards six. We're racing towards the weekend. We're back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney with Leanne Crichton, the former Scotland star, 70-odd caps. I'm, I usually am a couple out, so 72. 72. 72, well got it right there this time. It's only taken me three <laughs> years. Uh, not quite. 72 caps for Scotland, Glasgow City, and of course at the moment with Motherwell. Big game on... Sunday yep. against Sunday against Hibs. Hibs in Edinburgh. Uh, yeah. We're at home. No, we're home. up in East, East Kilbride at K Park, um, our home venue. So uh, no, good, looking good forward venue. to it. Good venue. Yeah. yeah, it's been good for us this season. Hopefully that continues. Um, it was a surface that was relayed during the, the summer, so the ball moves well on it for us, um, and it, it allows you to create that good kind of match day experience for both the fans and the players. Um, so no, looking forward to it. Hibs are a, a team that are above us in the league and obviously one of the, the top sides and have been for some time but we beat them earlier in the season 3-2 so we'll be looking to, to try and continue that form Saturday you'll be in the VAR I'm in the VAR yeah. room are yes. you enjoying it? I, know we touched I on am it I yeah. am um, at times it's tricky when there's the six games are on at the one time and you're, you're trying to be across the screen so you're relying on the reporters that are out at matches to to give you that heads up um, but no it's good the more you're across it the more you, you start to understand it um, and it becomes a bit more autopilot with the decisions that you see every week but listen there's, there's always going to be speculation and debate around certain um, decisions that we've seen and the consistency levels probably haven't helped um, and that will always be an issue when it comes down to human error. You know, it's very much subjective decisions. But no, I've I've enjoyed the fact that it's made my job probably um, a, a bit spicier on a Saturday afternoon. Let's hope, Craig, it settles down. Yeah? Yeah, well, well will it settle, settle down? Yeah. There's always going to be the, like these discussions with, with, with the VAR. Like I said, for me, it's... 
it's just about getting the quick the quick decisions. Sure. Um, mm. as should quick we as make possible, up? So should we make up the referee or the VAR official? By, the, you, by yeah. the way, Paul, on that, and again, it has happened in Australia. We mm. yeah. we trial a lot of things there. Yeah, <laughs> we <We're laughs> <straight> Australia, <laughs> and they yeah. they the boy referee the referees in England now. I, I think he's a, a really good referee, Jared Gillett, I believe, mm. um, might have been the first ones to do it yeah. in Australia, and it just starts to then give, I guess, the the supporters, the fans. Um, who are really, really important to our game. Yeah. And rugby. An understanding of what's actually happening. Mm. Of course, rugby does it. It works well. Yeah, I think also for the, the players as well, it probably takes takes them down a peg or two because I think at the point you know that everything that is said to the referee is going to be heard or it might yeah. be picked up and, mm. and that transmission um, would change their behaviours. And I actually think players, to a point, are not helping with decisions because they know that VAR is in use um, so every bit of contact in the box players are, are claiming for it every bit of contact across the pitch players are, are going to grounds every flick to the, the face whether it's a, a you know a, a player holding a player off now they're, they're going down and claiming for a foul because they know it will be looked at and those are the bits that I find really frustrating because we're actually losing a lot of quality in the game because players are now overthinking it, which naturally you will yeah. do. And a lot of the times that I understand the frustration with players because decisions have gone against um, clubs at, at certain points. And of course you feel aggrieved, you know, but I just don't like is, is to lose the quality in the game where we want every single bit of contact on the pitch looked at. Yeah, and the one thing that I would like to see looked at, and it, and it's not it's, it's not necessarily the VAR, although... It's more about see this off the offside decision that is an obvious offside, uh, and the the linesman mm-hmm. um, doesn't doesn't flag, and so potentially there's another thirty meter race. There's maybe a challenge that that happens, and my concern is, and I don't know how you feel about this. My concern is there's going to be a bad injury for them people to say that needs to change. Yeah, I think we can we can be ahead of the game. And, and, and kind of already make that change? No, I know. I think there's there's certain moments that are, are clear and obvious that they're offside. And I think, you know, I honestly think we'll get to a point in the game that you won't have assistant referees. So I think that's the way <laughs> yeah. it's going. Um, because there will be surplus to requirement. Sure. Because even now in games that, that our team play and at our level, um, where you don't have VAR technology, yeah. The referees making every decision virtually on the pitch. You mm. know, the, the referees dictating throw ins and, and corner kicks and assistant referees are, are waiting to be told what to do so at the point that they're now not even offering value at an oh. offside um, like a, a clear and obvious decision where you're three, four yards which is what we've seen wow. um, yeah. they won't be needed you know, it'll come the point that you just use camera technology to determine that I'm just thinking so how do refs develop then because you know it's the way through the linesman the lines person the yeah, no, assistant referee it'll change their craft completely but that's the yeah. way the game's going, but it's it's like not yeah. having cashiers when you go into a yeah. supermarket now. You just use a computerised system, and you don't have that, that personal contact. Nobody yeah. likes it, but it's the way yeah. things the way it's gone. We need the linos. You know, what I'd like to see the linesmen get involved in a little bit more. What? You know how many foul throws you see in football? There's more and more. Oh my god! I the that, art of throwing yeah. the ball is. Just, what, what is happening? Yeah. Like that, that's something. I, the flag would be up a lot. Okay, you want the game to mm-hmm. flow, but the old, you know, one foot in the air, <laughs> foot over the line, the, the the ball not behind the head properly. Could be yeah. another job for you. Well, Craig? maybe creating one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're spot on, Craig. Honestly, that does drive me mad. The amount of games that I watch, um, that it's just I do what you like. I, I I genuinely don't know what their their role is at times, and I don't again mean that disrespectfully, but I think we're taking responsibility and accountability away from certain individuals and, and giving more to other individuals and probably now at times the balance is not mm-hmm. quite right. 
Cup semi-finals are coming. A few shocks in England. Will we see a shock in Scotland? First up, on Saturday, Celtic up against Kilmarnock. Here's the Celtic captain. When the cup competitions come around, then straight away, you know, you've got that desire to win. You know, I don't think that'll ever change in me personally. You know, it doesn't matter how many trophies you win, you want the next one. And, and when the next one comes up, then straight away you're hungry for it. So, of course, that's the, the ambition of the group as well. We know that'll be a tough game at the weekend. You know, it was a tough game last weekend for us. So they'll come and, and they'll make it difficult. And, and it's about what we bring to the game, you know, how desperate we are to win. And, and obviously go and show everybody what a good football team we are and we've been preparing well um, this week and like I say, come Saturday, we want to show everybody what type of team we are. And his manager has been saying, look, be wary of Kilmarnock in a cup shock. Yeah, of course. You know, it's, it's, it's quite unique that obviously you play them sort of back-to-back um, once in the league and then once in the cup. So obviously we've got a bit of fuel for them for, for last week. Cup football's always different though that, you know, if you don't perform, you're out and everybody knows that. So... We know it'll be a tough game. They'll come with, with nothing to lose. So we have to be ready. We've got to be prepared for all the eventualities in the game. And, and like I say, we turn up, we, we show that hunger and we show the quality, then hopefully we'll have enough to progress. One of the hallmarks of Ange Postacoglu's team, isn't it? The hunger for every game yep. and, and the cup, massive for them. Massive. And, you know, again, that, that I guess, local, not local knowledge, but, yeah. you know, just played Kilmarnock mm-hmm. uh, and, and won comfortably. I know the scoreline didn't necessarily reflect that, but it was a comfortable result. For Celtic, look, big field, knowing how to approach these type of games. Start the game. Cup games are all about starting the game well. You, I think, you, yeah. you really got to start on, on, on a positive note. Um, and look, I'm pretty sure Celtic will do that and go on to win this game fairly comfortable against Kilmarnock, who will be honest, but I don't see how they can cause Celtic any problems at all. And can I ask you why? Is it more important than the cup game? Is it because it gives the underdogs um, a confidence? Normally the level, not necessarily at, at the National Stadium, at Hamden, yeah? yeah. Like, mm. uh, you know, when you start playing the, the away cup ties at the, the, the smaller grounds, right. yeah. different atmosphere, sure. yeah. and like, it can be quite a leveller if you don't start the game in the, in the right manner. But like I said, with this game, I think Celtic will be too strong, Paul. Mm. You've won the League Cup twice, I think. Did That's I? what we reckon with Rangers. <laughs> Liam, we think you won it five times. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, one with Hibs and four would have been with Glasgow City. Yeah. Uh, one with, maybe three with City, actually. Okay. One with Celtic, one mm. with Hibs. And what do you think about this game then, Celtic-Kilmarnock? Yeah, I no, saw the game on Saturday, the, mm. the scoreline. Kilmarnock are so well organised and they make it difficult to break them down. Yeah, they will. Um, and it'll be very much, I think, the same. Uh, you know, I think for Kilmarnock, you'll look to try and get it to a point in the game that you can then at least be a bit braver mm. and maybe come out towards the end of the game if you're you're still in it. Um, and go and try and nick something. I think Derek McInnes will be well placed to prepare his group of players. He's a manager with experience in, in these type of positions within the cup. Um, he's familiar with Hamden and, and I'm sure he'll, he'll back his side to go and perform. And it is, you know, effectively a free hit for Kilmarnock. It won't define their season, but they've got everything to gain in the sense that if they could go and pull off a, a cup shock, it would certainly give them a a bit of momentum and confidence within the dressing room as they're going to be in that bottom half of the table with the looks of things and they'll be looking to to finish the second half of the season as well as they possibly can but I don't see it you know I think Celtic the amount of games this season they've scored inside the, the opening 10-15 minutes if that happens on, on Saturday I think for a Kilmarnock player it's almost the inevitable you know what's going to happen so it'll be a big question mark for how long Kilmarnock can stay in the game but I don't see it being anything other than a, a Celtic win Look at the luxury as well that Celtic have got, Paul, in terms yeah. of squad depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start when you start playing a lot of games, uh, you know Celtic have played a lot of games this season, but well equipped because they've got a deep squad. Kilmarnock, 
they're really going to be stretched. You know what I mean? I know you're yeah. up for it because it's a semi-final. There'll be, you know, every player's desperate to get out there and do well. So it's important that they can try and start the match in the best possible way. But like I said, it's going to be a big, big ask because Celtic should be too strong. Kyogo or Jikamakis, probably Kyogo starts. 15 goals, I think it is, top scorer, yeah. along with Lauren Shankland. Uh, Celtic have got so many options. Looking to England, nobody mm. thought, I mean, Man City loved the League Cup, or they did until last night. Yeah. Celtic loved the League Cup, the Viaplay Cup, as it is now, was the Premier Sports Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, could there be a shock there? Liam, we didn't see that coming last night, No, did we? we didn't. Southampton. No, I think was it Pep's record was... Was it 13 knockout wins and um, or 13 games, 13 wins? Yep. So it came to an end. Um, he obviously had made a, a number of changes, which you would expect. But even with the changes, I think everybody still would have anticipated a, a Man City win, regardless. But even when he, he brought in the big guns early um, in the second half and, and at half time, well. they didn't make a difference. But I thought Southampton were outstanding. Mm. I thought right across the pitch, it was probably one of those nights that you need every single player to turn up and perform well and, and to do that to the best of their ability and it did and, and everything they tried almost came off um, to the point that come the last five minutes or so you've got a bit of a swagger and you're taking yeah. the ball to the corner and the crowd were involved and they were cheering every single pass I think you know you've had a good night yeah. against Man City if you're doing that I love Nathan Jones his uh, media conference he said we've had so much stick it's been tough even non-league managers have got a view and how <laughs> poorly I perform I mean he's had absolutely Bellasis. Yeah, that, that's a word. So, seen bits and pieces uh, today coming through as well, and he kind of put one reporter in his place and obviously, you know, can answer questions about his own team and his own yeah. football club, but didn't want to be drawn into yeah. to anything else. That's an art in itself, you know, just mm. watching him there now doing the, the old press conferences because, you know, some of the journos mm. do challenge and ask some tough questions. Yeah, indeed. You know, but I've been drawn a little bit to Newcastle. I'm about to ask you, one of your old clubs, uh, Newcastle, yes. could they finally... Get a trophy because they're in the semis. Yes, yep. of course they can. I mean, 2-0 against Leicester, Dan Byrne and, and Joe Ellington. Joe Ellington's been unbelievable since uh, Eddie Howe's played him in a kind of different attacking midfield mm. position. Uh, Almiron uh, is playing out of his skin. Uh, Wilson's decent. Guimarez, brilliant player mm. for him. And, and they've got a good young goalkeeper in Nick Pope. Yep. So, look, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for Newcastle because, you know, for many, many years... They expect to go into every season winning a trophy, Liam, but the, the history <laughs> doesn't exactly suggest that they should be thinking like that, but it's a real opportunity for them. It's before it, your time they last won a trophy, isn't it? Uh, it it would have been, it yes. Is. Yep. It is. It's a long way back. And everyone says the Geordies are so football crazy. Yeah. One team town, which must be pretty special. They're all fans of... Uh, oh, they're fanatics, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, um, I shared a, a house with a, a Geordie in my time yep. at Notts County and, and to be fair, there was always good banter. Um, Carly Telford, it was an uh -huh. England international and, yep. but it was never the good days. You know, you were always watching Match of the Day on a Saturday night and um, they were never getting the results. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and one of the other girls was a scouser as well and, and Liverpool yeah. were doing not too bad at that time. Yeah. So I'm sure she'll be delighted that they're, they're starting to get the results. But you could see that once the, the change in ownership came and certainly the financial backing that they've got Eddie Howe. Though I think there was, was a question marks over whether he could go and execute the job and, yeah. and do it as well as he is mm -hmm. just now. Um, the form and the turnaround has been outstanding. I don't think you can you can question that at all. But it'll be it would be it will be interesting to see how the, the Premiership season plays out and certainly the cup competitions because yeah. it has been a long time as you guys say since Newcastle yeah, actually. Yeah. They had a, they had a chance. Silverware. They had yeah. a chance. I think maybe a couple of seasons ago where they had a chance. They got to to maybe the semi final of a cup competition and they didn't have the strongest team that they put out. But 
it's been a long, long time. Uh, but this Newcastle team, what I think sitting third in the Premiership, yep. Eddie Howe has done an amazing job. And I don't actually think he's actually gone to town yet in terms of the market, yep. uh, in, in what they well, can spend. Given the money they have, mm. the war chest. Financial fair play plays a role, obviously, in yep. terms of what you can go and spend. Well, you go to the final as a former player. If they beat Southampton, it's Man U against Forest. Newcastle-Southampton, one game at a time, are you going to say? Well, yeah, yeah. No, why not? Why not? End, of the, end of the season, yeah. Oh, no, this, this one's not end of the season, this cup no, final. No, that's right. It's the first one. So, yeah. who's going to win it in England who is going to win it and Scotland will get somewhere I, I mean I'm basically asking both of you is it well what's the cup final going to be do you think it, it's Rangers Celtic yep can you see anything else Leanne no I don't think so I don't think so because I, I, as we spoke about Celtic the, the form that they're in I think if they, they start the match quickly on Saturday it'll be job done and dusted even potentially before half time because I've seen them do that so many times and I think Rangers just now have found a way. I think you said yeah. used those words earlier on, Craig, under Michael Beale just now that they're they're kind of grinding out results regardless of performance. Could this be the the weekend that it maybe all comes together and they manage to perform well for for ninety minutes? Um, but I certainly think an old firm finals on the cards. And Celtic as well. Like I said, I'm I think it's an absolute certainty that that's going to happen. That's going to be the final. But you touch on Rangers grinding uh, and maybe not completing ninety minutes of. Mm-hmm. what Michael Beale really wants at this moment in time. So that's what they need to work towards. But Celtic, it's the time. Whether it's mm-hmm. early, it's a time of their goals. Yeah. That absolutely floor teams. Yeah. Well, you must have felt it. Oh. You know, a week past Monday, <laughs> seems a while ago, what, two minutes to go? Yeah, it's a time Rangers, of the goals. And I've, I've two, one played up. games, Leanne, I'm sure you've yeah. played, played matches where it, it can just absolutely deflate, demoralise timings of goals. Celtic... They, they score goals at good time. You know, I'm talking beginning of the match, just before half-time, just mm-hmm. after half-time and end of, of match. They're, they're moments, they're big changes. Yeah, I think as an opposition now, you don't ever get to... Not that you get to switch off anyway, but there is never a point in a, a game in an opposition this season, I think, that they would go, I think we've got a result here. You know, I think even St Johnston and the goals that they scored, I think it was at the Ross County game when they scored two quick-fire um, <laughs> goals towards the end, which was just incredible. Um, but what I would say on Aberdeen is that what a huge result that was for Jim Goodwin at the weekend um, to bring a halt to the poor run that they were on. Certainly the pressure that he's found himself under. Loads of question marks over him and the recruitment, the performance of the team, what sort of direction the club are going in. So I'm sure for Jim Goodwin this weekend is the biggest game of their season because if he could get Aberdeen a cup final um, and still have a, a fair bit of time to go in the league to go and try and push on and, and secure third um, it wouldn't be a disastrous season would it? And could you imagine for Derek McInnes if it was Kilmarnock against Aberdeen he'd have so much to prove oh, there because he last won the trophy with Aberdeen wasn't it? They won the League Cup under Derek McInnes One more word from Callum McGregor then how important to get that first trophy of the season which he and Celtic did last season Yeah it was great I think a big moment for, for the group you know, a big moment for me personally, obviously, as well. But more importantly, a big moment for the group. I think it solidified all the good work that we've been doing since pre-season. And once you sort of get a trophy in the bag, it, it kind of solidifies that and, and keeps everybody on the right track and, and knowing that, you know, you're on your way to success. So I think that sort of first bit's always important. But I just touched on it again there, you know, last last season doesn't mean anything for us now. It's, it's about this season and it's about the next game. And, and we've got to show that hunger that we want to be successful again. 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Don't forget the business show is back with Workflow Solutions on Sunday morning. Craig, it's one not to miss because I know you love your football business as well. Leanne, congratulations. Since I last saw you, you actually graduated first class honours degree. It was fantastic. Yep. Was that a special day for you? It was. It was really yeah. nice. Um, my parents came down. Um, Marianne was, was there as well. So we had a, a, a nice overnight away. Um, and I, I worked hard for it. There's, there's no denying that. But they worked hard to to put up with me for for the two years that it was. Um, so without those those people around me, I don't think it would have been possible. Um, so it was nice nice ceremony. Um, Staffordshire University had everything mm. organised to to a fine art. So it was no, it was a really special day. And a lift as well for your nan, who your nan would be listening in. She wasn't there, but uh, she'd be tuned in tonight. We wish her all the best. Oh, she yeah. will. I was up yesterday, yeah. made sure the iPad was was Good. working. Um, <laughs> she's been on the odd show, and every week, to be fair, she asks me if I'm on Go Radio. So oh, it's always disappointing to let her down and. The weeks that I've not been able to make it along, so it was good to get to come back tonight. I think we're her Nana's favourite show. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. You know, I know no, she's got all the big wigs up. To be fair, she always threatens after every show that she should phone in. So there's, Go there's got to be one night that we get her on the phone as well. Go on, yes, she can easily it. get the better of Craig and myself. Oh, easily, <laughs> night, night that was great, Leanne. Yeah. So the business show, Hunter and Hockey, back Sunday morning at uh, 11 o'clock here with Workflow Solutions and they're looking forward to this year. It's a massive year for everyone, so some great business advice and just for everybody to find out what they think is going to happen. We know it's tough times, mm. but hopefully we come through it. Great. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I love it. I, business fascinates me, it uh -huh. really does. Yeah. So, you know, to, to have great experience like that, giving you, just you know, honest re really top advice tips. as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. different class, different class. Yep, you do, you do a bit of agency work as well. You pity try, you, yeah, pity yeah, you don't try. have Juranovic, isn't it, after that World Cup? Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a, like I said, a, a yeah. top, top World Cup. Um, and it's, well, I'm saying it's going to be hard for Celtic. It looks like he's he's going to move on, but, you know, Celtic are holding all the cards for sure. But Juranovic yeah. is class, class player. World Cup, Paul, it can it can do wonders for, for any player. Just that one tournament, you go and make a statement. What would be your thoughts on that move, though, Craig? Because he was linked with, at one point, Chelsea. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, Monza, I know it's Serie A, but I don't mm -hmm. think it's quite the, the brand name in football that he, not he was... Not as pretty as Chelsea. No, it's not. I think even Real Madrid were, were, were yeah. floated at one point as yeah. well. So what's your thoughts yeah. if he ends up at, at Serie A? Is it a, a good move for him? Look, I think um, the Italian league is a very exciting league now. Um, obviously, it's gone through a, a lot of change in terms of it's not the dour football that we used to watch in the in the nineties. You know, yeah. it's it's really quite exciting football, high tempo. The money is there mm -hmm. for the for the right players, and it's also it's in terms of business wise. You know, Monza, you go and you do well there, and you, you could be at an AC Milan, a, mm -hmm. a Juventus. Although Juventus might be having some issues. As Indeed, well. that's right. The board have all gone, haven't they? Right. As, as well, you know. But um, look, I think he will have opportunities and options, but is he good enough to go to a Real Madrid and all that mm. sort of stuff? That might have been a little bit of speculation. He certainly did raise eyebrows, though. Yeah. At the World Cup, even in the one of the games, the commentary team were 
almost blown away but that's natural because I don't think anybody really pays attention to Scottish football until the point that these players then put themselves into a different yeah. environment and, that was up and show Neymar, the same type of performance Junior as well yeah. who's at Real Madrid so I think yeah. maybe that's why there was there was a little bit look he's a fantastic yeah. player um, and Celtic I, you know, I do think that they would lose a very very good player Liam but they do have cover no, there they if they're fit yeah Let's turn to Rangers now. We heard from Callum McGregor a few moments ago. Let's hear more from James Tavernier talking about motivation. Well, the, the lift he got from yeah, taking Rangers to Seville, but then just a few days later, after the defeat, he lifted the cup, the Scottish Cup, back in May. Obviously, it gives everyone who was here um, last season you know, a taste of you know winning the domestic cup, and you, you want to feel you want to have more days of that. Um, you know, share it with the fans, uh, your family. No, it can be a special day, and you know we've obviously got an important game um, against Aberdeen, and we've got to get past them to look um, into the final. Yeah, you can reach the final. We was asked. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, we've had a obviously a good week of training, so um, we're well prepared for for the game in hand. Yeah, we've obviously uh, won the cup last season, Scottish Cup, and you know there's a lot of experience in the team um, on winning the trophy now. Um, but it's something obviously it's in our sight to to try and get this uh, league cup, um, you know, back at Ibrox. So um, we'll be doing everything possible at the weekend to to try and get to the final. In fairness, there he was talking about the semi final. He'd love to get to the final. It's going to be tough for them. He was asked also about the changes now under Michael Beale, giving him more freedom. Um, I think I've got more more of a, a freedom in in my play now um, to to get forward. So um, I enjoy obviously getting forward. Um, so it, it suits me. Obviously, suits me. Suits me well. And man, a few words on that one, really. Craig. <laughs> he sounds yeah. as if he loves those interviews, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but well, I think there's been there has been a clear difference yes. again with Michael Beale coming in. When Giovanni first came in, remember mm. he kind of Barisic and Tavernier kind of reeled him in a little mm -hmm. bit in terms of staying more, I, I guess, solid as a back four, and it was a little bit cautious until he got it to a level where. Maybe he was happy, whereas Michael, similar to when when it was Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale, he's, he's quite happy for his fullbacks to be the highest um, players uh, forward. And as Tav's touched on there, look, he he loves that freedom that you know to be able to roam that right flank as he as he likes and see those opportunities. I think that's what he's best at. You know, I don't think he's defensively the, the strongest fullback. So um, I think the irony for a, a lot of Rangers fans was the fact that he he did find himself in that role and. And then offers certainly not as much. I think he certainly gives you that going forward. His deliveries from mm -hmm. wide area as well, but his contribution and, and we've seen it before um, under Stephen Gerrard and Michael Beale. He did have that license already to get forward, get into the box, mm -hmm. and he scored some good goals as well from open play. Um, he's technically a very good footballer, you know, but I think he, he's also very much a confidence player, and you can see that when it's backs to the wall and. Things are not quite going to plan. I don't know if he at times deals with that pressure as the captain. But I think the confidence that he'll have taken from the runner form that they're in just now, and as he alluded to, the fact that they won the Scottish Cup last season, there's not as much pressure for a domestic trophy. But I don't think there'll be um, too much slack cut if, if they don't get a result on Sunday. Leanne there speaking obviously about James Tavernier, yeah. but could almost have been speaking about um, Borna Barisic. Clearly, yeah, captain, absolutely. The two, no, two very similar yeah. type players. And um, Borna Barisic is probably one of the most frustrating players, I, I think, as well. Even to be his teammate, you know, because I think his consistency levels at times with deliveries, at points his deliveries are absolutely world class. Mm -hmm. I think there was one, I don't 
don't I can't remember who it was against, but he set up Alfredo Morales for the header, middle of the box was inside the six yard box, and it was a precision cross. Um, it was outstanding. But then there's there's a lot of crosses that you see him putting in, and they're mm. floated and in areas that impossible to yeah. go and attack um, in both the defensive side of his yeah. game it is hit or miss at times as well you don't know what version of him that you'll get um, but two fullbacks on their day both James Tavery and Borna Barisic very very good Decent and what I will say again you talk, you talk about depth of squad look Devine the younger player coming mm-hmm. through I think he's got a chance I think he's got a chance I remember watching him in the cup uh, Queen of the South I think and he come in and steady, knew his job, um, he seems to be growing with performances. So I think they've got somebody mm-hmm. that can come through. I think it'll be interesting to see what it's like once Yilmaz is fit. Mm. Yeah, from uh, his, his, well, it looked like a bad hamstring tear. I'm not exactly sure yeah. what injury, but he's been out some time. It'll be interesting to see um, how things look when he comes back and whether he is the long-term future uh, for Rangers at that left fullback position uh, under Michael Beal. I think that'll be interesting to find out. Do you think he could be or he will be? Do you think, Yilmaz? We um, didn't see him for a while, then he had a few good games He had one one game where all of a sudden people started to, mm. I guess, um, see what he could offer in an attacking sense. Yeah, uh, it was unfortunate, wasn't he? Because I think it was in the, the game after that he picked up Picked the up the injury. Yeah. yeah, he picked up the injury. But again, Paul, he looks like a player that's going to love getting forward. Yep. Um, but again, teams will, will look at him and what he can do defensively and that's where you'll be tested. Rangers, you were at the game at the weekend, the 2-0 yeah. win at Dundee United. James Tavernier was speaking about this game today. Um, I think it's the one of the best performances we've we've had, especially going to Dundee. Um, the amount of times that we've been there, it's always you know, been a, a place where we've, you know, the performances have not been there. I felt we were really comfortable at the weekend, and you know we're still we're still working hard and we're still learning and we're still improving as a team and we're only just going to get better. So we're in a good place and we just got to keep this consistency going and you know keep improving. So they know they have to improve. Where do Rangers need to improve, Leanne? If you were the the manager there, what would you be saying to the board? Where do you want to strengthen? I think for me, um, you know. Right now, you would probably look even at centre-back that you want cover, but they've got so many central defenders that are out injured. We spoke about John Souter, that, that he'll be back. So I think you're hoping that things go as planned and you can get those players back because it would be a waste in finances, I think, just now if you were to have to bring in that type of player. I think midfield area and up top, I think you need to... We look at the comparison between Celtic and Rangers right now and what Celtic have got is goal scorers whether they come from a wide area um, or central areas in the middle of the pitch, they score from all over. Um, I don't think Rangers have got that same luxury just now, so I think they need more creative players. Um, and I think they need to fine-tune then other players' games around that, i.e. Ryan Jack, um, who Craig and I spoke briefly about there off-air, and where he could be utilised to try and get a Ryan Jack, for example, back to his best. Um, deploying him in areas that just doesn't suit him. Um, I, I think Craig says it left of a three. A, a three. You know, I think Ryan Jack has got to be that central player with good creative players in front of him that he can just go and feed and offer service to. Um, so certainly middle to, to front, I think, is huge for Rangers. Yeah, nah, spot on. And again, just, you know, it's working hard and looking to improve. Tav's, Tav's touched on that and... He's spot on, you know. From what I've seen, it was it was a performance that, like I says, uh, first half wasn't unbelievable, but they were honest and they were working hard. They were trying to win that ball. Dundee United were fairly comfortable in the first half, created a couple of good chances of their own, uh, and Rangers go out and scored a couple of goals in the second half quickly, which finished the game. But I would just I would like to see a little bit more in terms of um, you know 
players that can create in that that mid to final third. Mm -hmm. And and again, this is not a criticism of Tillman, Malik Tillman, who is a, is a very promising young player. But I think what you need to to win leagues, win cups, um, you need that that know how and that consistency. And and I think that that might be a position. I'm trying to think of a player, you know, that maybe I played with in my career where you just know in that final third you can get the ball, they don't lose it, and they're always brave enough to try and create an opening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like a Mikel Arteta, uh, that, those kind of players that you know they're not going to lose it. Yeah. You know, minimum you're going to get a foul or they're putting someone clear on goal. They're involved in making chances. I just think that Rangers are crying out for that type of player. Mm -hmm. I think, when you, again, you look at the players that are coming back as well, Tom Lawrence yep. maybe isn't too far away. Um Yanis Hadji, another one, yes. but, but even Hadji is a player that consistency was an issue. Sure. You know, I think there was times he, he was very good mm. uh, and there was others that he, he dropped to the bench and offered very little. So I don't think there's any guarantee, especially after such a long layoff, it's a year now, that you can rely on these players to come back and, you know, it might take Yanis Hadji between now and the end of the season with an accumulation of minutes to try and get him back to the level that he was at. So I think, no, certainly middle to front is where Rangers have got to, to look to try and bring in that magician-type player that mm. can, can offer you those assists and, and goals. We haven't mentioned Alex Lowry. We've talked about Todd Cantwell. Yeah. The word yeah. is, it looks as though he may come. It's not confirmed at all, uh -huh. Todd Cantwell. Uh, does that mean for Lowry? Because he needs game time. I see he scored a hat-trick two nights ago. Yeah. Uh, look, there's, yeah. there's something that, that, that doesn't add up with the, the whole Alex Lowry situation. And I can only assume that he's not applying himself on a day-to-day -day basis within the football club or there's something that's been seen that, that, that isn't to the liking uh, because when you see him play and you 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 see the talent of this boy, you go, how is he not playing? How is he not getting more involvement? So, look, uh, and sometimes with younger players, you know, we've all been there, made a little, you know, the odd mistake or two as a younger player, but he, I think from the general stuff that I'm hearing is he just needs to buckle down, uh, keep his head down, work hard and gain that trust. Um, it's not about ability. The kid's got bundles of ability. Should he speak to someone like Barry Ferguson? I think any any younger player coming through, the more and more experienced people within the industry that you can surround yourself with, the better. Because there's loads of little bits of great information. Mm -hmm. They've been there, they've done it. There is, but at times, I think, Craig, as well, you need people to work it out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and whether Alex Lowry's a player that maybe does need to go somewhere on loan you know and actually go and see a different type of environment because I know a lot of young players probably take for granted the environment that they're within and maybe expect that that's going to be there long term yeah. um, at, some point, at some point it might come to an end and you know he'll look back and regret that he, he never made the most of it that he never yeah. knuckled down if that is where the questions are um, because you're right you cannot question the talent that he's oh, got hmm. but I think just to go out maybe have that freedom experience a different environment have more demands and pressures from people that don't mm. know you and certainly don't know you as well often can show you the light well, you just need yeah. sorry Paul you just you, you need the you need the right people giving you honesty mm. and, and and for me that sometimes that 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 is a big part that that is missed and, and then all of a sudden, you know, that, that player maybe isn't real in or told the truth. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, something that's not okay, he, think is, he thinks is okay behaviour. So for me, honesty, uh, having yeah. a really good network because sometimes it's only a conversation that puts you on a different path and all of a sudden you go on and you can achieve great things. He's a great talent. And, and my thing is I hate to see any young player with an unbelievable amount of talent waste it. 
So is that maybe there's a tendency, you know, people want to be liked, that people say, oh, you, you, you were great, you're fantastic. When it'd be better getting the honesty of saying whatever it is, yeah. he needs some guidance. Um, some news from Hearts, breaking news there in Sky. Karang Kool has been signed on loan till the end of the season. He's Aussie a, boy. Yeah, is he an Aussie? Well there done. He's go. a striker, forward player, attacking. Karang yeah. Kool can play in the attacking third. Oh. Uh, made a huge name for himself in the in an All Stars match at the back end of last season against Barcelona, I believe. Well done. Um, all of a sudden, there was there was huge hype. He was um, the player that had a, a really good chance in the last minute of the game against Argentina in the World Cup, which were unfortunately knocked ah, out. Sweet, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Newcastle have signed him, and now they they, they look yeah. to to have found a home for him. So, Hearts, very exciting young player, raw, um, eighteen years old, but could be anything. And also the fact, you know, good Aussie connection there as well, Craig. With the players already at Hearts, yes, like your Devlin and, yeah. and Rose, that's there. Yeah, you know, you would hope that he would come as a lone player and settle quite quickly as well. And it's obviously heard good things from the boys that are there at Hearts. Yeah, and like, yeah, no, for sure, you're right, Leanne. It makes a huge difference, doesn't it, as a player oh. when you're coming into yep. a different environment. You've got a couple of people, familiar faces that you know. That Especially can... at this stage of the season yeah. where everybody knows each other already mm. and, and are looking... I don't think Hearts get enough credit just now. No, Honestly, I think the, the recruitment, you might want to even come back on it, Paul. I don't know how, where yeah. we're at time-wise, but the amount of injuries that they've had this season and serious injuries would have, I think, derailed many clubs. But the fact that they find themselves in st still in such a strong mm. position in the league is um, hats off to, to Robbie Nielsen and his team around them. Right, loads still to come. Let's take a quick break, including, we just saw on Sky there, uh, the 2019 Scottish League Cup final won by Celtic. But James Tavenier was asked about it today, so we'll remember about that. That's coming up shortly. A wee bit more from Callum McGregor. And I want to ask you both, uh, Rangers, what's the planning for the goalkeeping position for next season? The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Craig Moore, the late Rangers legend and uh, former Newcastle United, too many clubs to mention, and Leanne Crichton, BA Honours. Um, just a legend who's with us tonight. <laughs> uh, lots to look forward to. We've got loads. We're going to go back to Hearts in a moment or two. If we were Edinburgh's own, we definitely would, but we're Glasgow's <laughs> own. But no, listen, they have done brilliantly. And I know the guys listen, many of them as well, are living here in the West uh, among the managers. Tomorrow night, we've got Hearts against St Mirren. Leanne, huge game for both of them. St Mirren with two games in hand. You know, if they were to win both games in hand, they could be up there challenging third. Yeah, again, another team that have managed to do really, really well, um, especially off the back of a poor League Cup campaign at the start of the season. But some good things, really positive signs, some good um, bits of recruitment done at St Mirren as well. Um, strain, uh, another one that you might be. He's picked, he's picked up an in, sorry, he's yeah. picked up an injury. Yeah, I've seen uh, that at the, at the, at the weekend. weekend there. Yeah, but he, he's been really good he's along good with Tanzer in, in those wing back areas. Mm. I think they've been very strong, and I think you can see the mentality and the mindset at St Mirren as well. That regardless of the, the position that they find themselves in games, they've managed to grind out results and, and performances. So again, credit to, to Stevie Robinson with the job that he's done there. But you know, as you say, Paul, a huge game, um, an opportunity for Hearts as well to to kick on, you know, again and, and make their position even stronger. Hearts win for you, do you think? Um, I think so. I think at Tynecastle it will be a different game, yeah. um, especially with the crowd and I think the, the feel-good factor that there is there just now around the club. But 
No, you could never write St Mirren off. I think it will be a, a really good game. I'd expect two teams to go at it. I think there'll be goals. Um, Shankland in the form that he's in as well. I know a number of his goals have, have come from the penalty spot, but I think you can see the quality that he's got and, and the player that he was in Scotland before he um, obviously went away to, to be a shot to then come back to Hearts. And he's in a position now that he could go and write himself into the, the history books at Hearts. For sure. Incredible goal scoring record, Shankland. Yep. Uh, he's, he's, has he surprised me this year? Surprised to see a amount of goals as you touch on the the, the penalties. Um, you know that that contributes a lot to his his tally. But it's did, physical. Did Jenny Ham for your old colleague yeah. Ali McCoist. Yeah, you know, no, great goals he, and penalties. He's yeah. physical. He doesn't need many chances. He, yeah. He's always willing to put his body on the line. He's a he's a handful. But um, look, Hearts against the Midland. Obviously, they're just backing up again after uh, one old draw. Yeah. Um, so again, two two teams coming up against each other that will know each other extremely well if you don't already in Scotland. But within a sure. week, St. Mirren's AGM just a couple of weeks away, and I see the the uh, losses were posted last night. One point six million loss. It's not a surprise in a way because of COVID. I mean, it's not that yeah, long ago, yeah. but the clubs were denied so much cash. Yeah. We understand why because of the restrictions. But my goodness, it's tough for them but the chairman in his statement is trying to get them back on track there but that could be tough to to buy players at the moment Erehon perhaps could be on his way out looks yeah. looks looks a, you know certainly a player of ability that might you know there's there's been a lot of speculation yeah. around about that Paul and as you touch on there Samira need to find a way to, to to be able to continue to balance their books um so you know they've got some players there that that, that are um attracting a little bit of interest in the market. Uh, therefore, for Stephen Robinson as a manager, it's a tough job, isn't it? It really is. I think they've performed extremely well this season. But he knows every window, potentially anything that shines, he, he's going to lose. Yeah. Um, home, they've been excellent. Away, not so much. So for me, that's why I would also go with a Hearts victory in this match. Yeah, I think that's, again, it's all about recruitment. This window is going to be like that, isn't it? If you're your top assets are going to be linked with moves away from the club you need to be ready to have a replacement there and I think you know the youth pathway at clubs like St Mirren as well are really important that you've got maybe that gem that you can bring through get them into the first team and then look to try and sell them on um, but they're in a really good position Yutara Odo has signed of course as we mentioned earlier on the Japanese star there so influx of Japanese and South Korean players will Celtic get one? we'll find out soon Joe Sung we could he be on the way? We're not so sure, Craig, whether yeah. or not he's apparently his people are saying he'd love to play in England, but most yeah. people would probably say that, wouldn't they? Because of the money in the in the, the top of the Championship and in the Premier League. And sometimes again, this this GBE mm -hmm. uh, Brexit, the right amount of points, are still for me like what is the right way? What is the wrong way? Can you get this player in? It's still it's like a grey area, yeah. uh, and yeah. whether you're not you're brave enough to go and and take the opportunity mm -hmm. because it costs mm -hmm. the money club it is easier I know that by coming into a, a Scotland uh, and then obviously being able maybe to tra transition down to to England but um, one thing I've noticed with the Korean players is, is in terms of they need to by the age of 28 uh, done the national service a year and a half as well so something to think about when you sign players yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting because that's the business side of, of the game as well that not a lot of fans will understand many loopholes that, that you have to jump through to try and get these players into Scotland um, but it's a good short window to put yourself in if your ambitions and aspirations are to one day get to England we understand that Scottish mm -hmm. clubs are that sailing club if you can come and do well for you know 12 to 18 months and look to get that move I think everybody's a winner mm -hmm. Leanne in the future I'm just throwing this at you we mm -hmm. haven't talked about it off air uh, you're still playing obviously still got uh, some time to go would you like to be CEO at some point to run a football club given that 
overall view you've got of the football, coaching people, and mentoring people as well, your interest in business, your degree? Yep. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one. It's certainly um, a job. I think even the, the remit probably has changed mm. as years have gone on in the game and no doubt it will change continuously over the next decade. Um, I think it's one that I'm always interested when I work at clubs to understand what other people's roles and responsibilities are. Um, so, you, know, you can never say never. Uh, a few people that are thinking, CEO, yeah. give it a rest. <laughs> well, they, they will anyway. That will happen. Yeah, no, if of you course. do. Yeah, just of course. Yeah, no, I think it's a really important job, isn't it, at, at any club? But I think if you felt you had the, the skills and, and assets that you could go and carry out a good job, then why not? Let's go through the games at the weekend. Hibs, Dundee United. Craig, what are you thinking there? Hibs needed that win. And uh, Kevin Nisbet. Yeah. And you know what I'm going to ask you? Yeah. Is he going to go to Celtic or Rangers? Uh, again, I don't know. I remember back in the day, then anybody that, that shone outside Rangers yeah. or Celtic, yeah. they were snapped up, weren't they? Yeah. Doesn't happen as no. much. Look at uh, Lyndon Dyke. Sorry, yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Could have gone to Rangers. Yeah, could have. Could have. And to be fair, would have been a good signing for Rangers. Yeah, I actually don't understand how... Lauren Shankland and Kevin Nisbet have not ended up at an old firm club already yep. I think the last time they were in a good run of form scoring goals even Kevin Nisbet when he was scoring goals in the championship you could clearly see the quality of player that was there um, I, I don't know why they need to keep proving themselves well, but I actually think that it's an opportunity missed that Rangers and Celtic they, they overlook Scottish players I think a hell of a lot now that it's you know, I get the, the business side of it and looking to try and bring in overseas players and, yeah. and grow the brand and the market and invest there so that you, you reap the rewards. But I actually think it's a no-brainer. Two players. Out with. Goal scorers, oh, yeah. proven, can do it in the a, a Scottish level. league. They do exactly. it week in, week out. Yeah. They're both Scottish internationalists. Why would you not invest in that? Because um, it, it eliminates a lot of other factors that you would look at when recruiting players. Yeah, very true in terms of yeah. settling and uh -huh. all, all yeah. those kind of things. Can they adapt to the league? Well, and, we know that ideal, scoring goals yeah. in the mm -hmm. league. Ideally, if you're a Lauren Shankland or a Kevin is, but you don't want to go anywhere and play. Mm -hmm. You want to be here with your family and, mm -hmm. and play your football in a country that you know and familiar with and, and earn good money as well, which sure. they would do. Great point. And, and I remember too, sorry, Paul, just huh? very quickly, yeah, yeah. get in and out. Uh, Billy Dodds yeah. uh, come into yeah. Rangers and mm -hmm. Stephen Thompson. Yeah. That, that kind of player. Absolutely. Where playing elsewhere, scoring goals, mm -hmm. bit of a profile. In they come. Lewis Ferguson. He's gone yep, to Italy. Yeah. Yep. Doig as well. Yeah. Doig as well. And um, when you look back, there's been so many players that could have come to the big two and then didn't. I mean, they can't take everyone in, but that is interesting. Who's going to win that game, though? Back to Hibs against Dundee United. That was an amazing run yeah. there. What yeah, look, think? again, Dundee, yeah. Dundee United were honest um, and, and trying yeah. hard, but when you're down the bottom there, uh, you know, the mistakes that you get punished for, that, that can eventually hit your, your, your confidence mm -hmm. also. I think Hibs at home will probably shade this one. Okay. Leanne, who do you think? I actually think it, it could be a draw. I think mm -hmm. it would be a tight game. Um, but I've been far from convinced by Hibs mm. this season. I know they're still in a, a fairly decent position in, in the league and they're not too far away if they go and kick on and get another couple of results. But the majority of the games that they've picked points up in, they've had a player ad advantage in most. Um, so it's been a, an up and down season. So a draw for me. Scoreline St Johnson against Livy and Livy have announced to see that David Martindale said he will take his time with his number two. It's Christoph Berra <laughs> who's the <laughs> assistant manager. And good luck to yeah. Marvin who's gone down. So who do you think... Leanne, you first. St. Johnson, Livy? Um, again, it's a tough one because Livingston will get a brilliant result against Ross County, but I actually fancy St. Johnston at home. Okay, you're going for the Perth Saints. 
Greg, score draw for me in this one. And um, Motherwell Ross County. One, we mentioned Della. You did see. You're I'll going go for the well. Yeah. Motherwell, Motherwell winning so for you, me. You too. Yeah. And uh, we've got tomorrow night and to Sunday. Well, we've gone through it, haven't we? Yeah. Let's hear a bit more, just a couple of final thoughts. Um, James Tavney, I'm not quite sure why, but at the media conference today, he was asked about the 29 League Cup final, which was won by Celtic, but Rangers had come close. So he was asked something about it, about the decision. Um, obviously, that's in the past now. Um, I felt our performances, uh, performance that day was, you know, married for us to maybe win the win the cup, but you know we didn't. And obviously, that's in the past, and we obviously look um, what's ahead of us. That was all BC before COVID, wasn't it? it? Seems such a long time ago. It was a refereeing decision that Rangers fans weren't happy about. Celtic would say they didn't play that well that day, but they won the cup. James Tavernier looking forward to this game um, at the weekend and what it would mean to him to reach a final. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, we've had a Obviously a good week of training, so um, we're well prepared for, for the game in hand. wonder what changes he'll make, Leanne, the manager, Michael Beale. Sakala, we haven't mentioned him. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I was actually going to throw that to Craig a while yep. ago when we were, were talking about Rangers, because um, he was a player that was well, he was linked to a move away, wasn't yeah. he, in the summer? Yeah. He, he certainly looked like he was on the, the periphery and he's been a key man over the, the last number of weeks what's your thoughts on that Craig and the turnaround and his performances yeah no he's look he certainly seems to be a player that Michael Beale feels that uh, can be useful for the for the team I mean look he's he's got pace yeah. um, which is always going to cause defenders problems I still think he's extremely unpredictable um, for not only probably himself but his teammates <laughs> um, he'll, he'll score the screamer like he did against Dundee United but he'll probably miss the the, the obvious thing um, so for me there's there's a good player there that can cause you problems with the pace. There's not a complete player that is um, top, top level in my opinion, but he plays the game with a smile on his face. He gives his all for the football club and he seems to have played his, his way into the plans of Michael Beale for the, for the future. Yeah. You reckon a Rangers win? I do believe that Rangers will win against Aberdeen. Now, look, I think it's going to be an arm wrestle, mm. as you'd expect in a semi-final, yeah. but I just think that Rangers um, should be in a position where uh, they can go and get the the win to get to a final. Yeah, I agreed. I think it'll be an old firm final. Um, Kilmarnock and Aberdeen might not like it, but I just think that yeah. it's the way it might play itself out. And if we had the crystal ball, who would be the standout for Rangers this weekend? Is it going to be Cholak or Morellas? Probably Morellas, isn't it? Cholak. I think so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Cholak? Was it a calf injury mm -hmm. as well? Was it a bit of tightness as well? I think Morellas will be handed the responsibility and it could be his day to go and improve exactly why Rangers fans would want him to stay. And for Celtic against Killy, hot favourite Celtic, who could be a standout. You just never know who's going to actually play. Well, the speculation around yeah. Giamakis, we know yeah. whether he starts or comes on, he'll, he'll probably go and grab a goal or two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, look, at the end of the day, if there is that speculation, I mean, he is going to leave, he wants to go out on a high note. This is an opportunity, but I think Kyogo will be the main man up top for them. Thanks very much. It flew in Thanks, the two Paul. hours. Liam, will you come back soon? Absolutely. Yeah. You know I will. Enjoy the weekend, Craig, your Can't match wait. as well. And Queen's Park, of course, top of the championship. We've run out of time to talk about them. I know the reverse last night in the uh, Trust Trophy, but my goodness, could be another big one in Glasgow. Yep. Thanks so much. See you next week. Barry's on tomorrow night, along with Peter Grant. We'll be on from five. Jokal Day is up next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go!
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.